You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. A thief is someone that takes something unlawfully. Does not have a legal right to take it. Theologically, the thief is someone that strives to get from God's people what God has blessed them with of what the Lord intends to give them. Whether it's a word something tangible or such. The thief is out to get something from you. And so you have to be careful because he's not going to stop until he he gets it or until you let him know you ain't getting nothing right here. Because he going to come. He going to come. Matter of fact, just, just say to somebody, the thief going to come. And, and that's what Jesus speaks here in the text. The thief comes. And Jesus said, he, he, just, he coming, number one, to steal. He knows that you have been blessed with something, and so he's going to try to take that from you. He knows that you have claimed by faith your healing, and so he's going to try to take that from you. He knows that you have been given a rhema word that better and bigger are present and better and bigger are going to continue to come your way. But he is going to try to come to get that benefit Get that good thing from you. He comes to steal. But the thief also comes to, notice, kill. He is about stopping your plan. I said he is about stopping your plan. He, he wants to put an end to what you have going on. Or kill it. That's one meaning of kill. To put an end to something. And, and this is what he wants to put an end to. Something that is significant and essential to you being productive in every aspect of your life. He wants to kill that. He wants to kill it. And uh, sometimes, if you consider the book of Job, the first two chapters, the Lord will actually give the devil, who is a thief, or demons, permission to come at you. Yeah, and try to take from you what you either possess of what you have been promised. 
And understand, the enemy is wise. The enemy has knowledge and understanding about Scripture. He tried to take from Jesus. When you consider Luke 4, went to him trying his best to get Jesus to do certain things. If he would have got Jesus to do certain things, he would have succeeded as a thief. Couldn't get Jesus because Jesus kept putting the word on him. Sadly, we have not learned that lesson. Because if the truth be told, many of us have not completed certain things because of the thief. The thief comes to kill or to put that which is essential and significant to an end. You were doing good, and then the enemy came in and put it to an end. You were on your way, but then you ran into something that was so painful that you allowed the pain that the thief put in your way to stop you from fulfilling your plan or purpose. Woo! Thief comes again to kill. And lastly, he talked about how the thief comes to destroy. And I want you to really listen to this. Literally, to destroy is to undo the results of building. We build ourselves according to the book of Jude 1 and 20. We build ourselves up on our most holy faith. You can be done built yourself up when it comes to knowing scripture, knowing what God has ordained for you. I mean, just built yourself up. You, you, you confessing it. You thinking it. You walking in it. And see what the enemy will do. He'll come to try to destroy all that. Oh, I, I see what she's doing now. She done built herself up. A little faith walk. I got to destroy her little, I got to destroy her little life now because she, she thinking a little too much about herself. And she right too, but I can't let her know that she right. I got to do something to tear all that she has built up down. You can be on a high and, and, and the enemy will come with a word. Because notice again, this is not an ordinary thief. Most thieves just come to get what they can get and go. But not this thief. I'm going to steal. I'm going to kill. And I'm going to destroy. Again, the literal meaning of destroy to undo the results of Build what you have built up, he wants to destroy, and that's what he comes to do. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said he he coming, he coming to destroy, he coming to undo what you've built. You have built yourself up. You are a person of integrity. You are a person of prayer. You are a person that trusts God despite what you go through. But the thief want to come and tear all that down. Say to your neighbor, you can't let him do that. You can't let him do it. I said you can't let the thief do that. You got to know some traits about that thief. You got to remember these. You got to remember what he's after. Steal, kill, 
and destroy. But you got to go further. You got to know certain things that, that that thief will do in order to accomplish these three things. Let me show you something that Jesus said in the same chapter about the thief. Y'all ready? First verse of, of uh, John 10. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is, help me, say to your neighbor, the thief ain't going to come the right way. If it's a demon, if it's your cousin, if it's your co-worker, if it's your child, your sibling, or your mom. If that person comes to you the wrong way, he or she is a thief. Don't look like that. There have been folks that, that have said something to you. They had no business saying to you. It got you bent out of shape. You lost your shape. Or they took it. I better read this one more time. You got, you got to really see what I'm saying based upon this verse. Ready? And this is what Jesus said. Most assuredly, most assuredly or truly I say to you. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door and, and when it comes to the sheepfold, he's talking about ecclesiastically the church. Right? We are the church. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way the same as what? In the church, but didn't come in right. Look churchy, act churchy, but didn't come in the right way. And when somebody approaches you, in a way that's not right. That's somebody trying to take something from you. It can be your joy. It can be your peace. It can be something as simple as, man, I'm having a good day. And they'll try to take that. It could be something tangible. Because these have legs. <laughs> no, when they steal, they'll walk away with it. But anyway, the thief will come the wrong. Who exposed the thief? Jesus. If they don't come through the door. If they're not, who is the door? Jesus. If they're not operating according to my word, because Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, 1 through 3, John 1 and 14, and the Word became Jesus, our flesh. And Jesus said, I am the door. If a person does not come through Jesus, they come another way. That's a thief. Be on God. Sometimes you, you, you have to see that you have to see more than this, my cousin. Because the enemy will use your cousin. I'm finna drop something on y'all that's gonna be just. You ready for the drop drop? Say to your neighbor, you have to be very careful of the person you see in the mirror.
you will steal from yourself. Matter of fact, ask yourself a question. Self, have you ever messed up yourself? Look at your neighbor and say, have you ever messed up yourself? That's the thief. That is the thief. So the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and and he gonna always come the wrong way. He ain't gonna come through the door, and the door is. And we can we can take that a long way. The door is truth. The door is the way. The door is the life. The door is the very present help in time of need or trouble. But if somebody come to you the wrong way, it's a thief. And again, when you consider the text, the thief Jesus is talking about is not an ordinary thief. Jesus sometimes gets blamed for stealing Killing and destroying. I don't know why the Lord. <laughs> took. My wife. And, and they don't say it. They, they say it in a negative way. As, as if he. He stole. Or allowed bad to. To happen. There are folks that try to make Jesus out to be the thief. I, I don't care if, if you get upset because the Lord didn't do something for you when you wanted him to do it. Or on your timetable. I don't care if something happens that you felt like the Lord should have done something about. You got to understand, child of God, he is not a thief. He is not a thief. Jesus is point blank a giver. You hear me? Jesus point blank a giver. You got to get that in your beat. He is a giver. Even if he allows trouble to come your way, the purpose of it is to be a blessing to you. Why? He is a giver. He allows Satan to attack Job. But when you consider Job 42, the reason he allow it, allowed it is for him to be a great blessing to Job. He's a giver. Oh, Lord, y'all ain't getting it like I, I want y'all to get it. No, y'all ain't getting it like I want you to get it. Just say to somebody, say, the Lord is a giver. And say, point blank. He'll give don't ever treat him like he's a thief. Don't ever talk to him like he's a thief. Don't, don't ever act as if he didn't want you to have it. If he didn't want you to have it, he never would have penned it. It wouldn't be in scripture. Whatever he put in here for you to have, he wants you to have. Because he is a giver. Now, the thief will try to steal from you how good God is. The thief will try to steal from you that God is not going to give you what you've been 
asking him for. As if God lied in Matthew 7 and 7 when he said, Ask and it shall be given. Seek, you will find. Knock and it will be opened. And then clarified it in uh, Matthew 7 and 8. For everyone, who? Everyone. Not just Walker, not just Holland, not just Tauber, not just Jackson, not just Mullins. For everyone that asks, everyone that seeks, everyone that knocks, I got something to give them. I'm going to drill this for about 30 seconds. So hold on. God is a giver. And don't you ever give up on him blessing you with what he promised. Blessing you with your heart's desire when you know you have been delighting yourself in him. The Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. I said he will give you the desires of your heart. Say to your neighbor, he is a giver. He is a giver. Can I drop something else on you? That you already know? But I'm going to put some emphasis on it. He came to give. And hadn't stopped. Do you remember when you, when you got saved, became a Christian? He came to you to make sure you became a Christian, even though your own family members said you would never be anything. Even though crack tried to stop him from doing it, he still gave you the gift of salvation. Gave you the gift of not cussing folks out. Even though you were known for cussing, folk out. Gave you the gift of money to keep in your pocket. Even though for years, you couldn't keep any in your pocket. Gave you a house. Even though nobody in your family of a home one. Say to your neighbor, God done been good to us. And tell them the reason why. He's a giver. He's a giver. Gave you what folks said you could never should be in jail right now some of us should be in jail right now some of us should be in hell right now some of us should be in the crazy house right now some of us should be on the street right now. You brag about how, how you got this, that, and the other, but, but folk, if they look back at your past, there were times to where you were almost homeless. Some of us was one day from being homeless. If you don't come up with that money, we're going to put you out tomorrow. You were one day. I can't remember being, almost being homeless. One more day, at least 12 times. They sent me the ladder 60 days, well, 30 days in advance. That's 90 days behind. 90 days behind. The day before they were supposed to put me out, 
is when I came up, is when the Lord blessed me with the money. At least 12 times. Oh, I ain't ashamed to tell y'all. At least 12 times. Now, now this is a sad thing right here, Elder Bray. My house note wasn't but 200 something dollars a month. I know it. But see, God was showing me, God, God said, look, I'm going to show you how it does not matter whether it's little or big, I can take care of it. This is the craziest thing. When, when, when my house note got to being over 1200 a month, never missed a payment. Almost put out with 200 and something. Here come 12 every month. What happened in the process? I started growing in God. I started growing in God to the point to where I, I, I could trust him for something, whether it was little or small. But the first time when I said, man, I'm going from 200-something to uh, over 1,000? Man, I done almost been put out with this too. You know, they had to come. The thief had to bring that to me. But see, the giver was just like what Deacon Holland said earlier. The giver said, I want you to get this one right here. And when the giver said it, that was enough. That was enough. Didn't grow into to the over $1,000 payment. No, God said, do it. Didn't go from like two something to four something to six something to eight. No, it was a jump. Two something over 1000 And never miss a payment and paid it off early. Woo! Paid off the church in less than seven years. Paid off my house in less than seven years. Somebody ought to give God the praise. If you don't want to praise him, I'll praise him myself. Say your name. Our God is a giver. I had to share that because of what Deacon Holland said earlier. He opened up that door and I walked right through that door. You got two witnesses. You have no excuse. If God is telling you to do something, do it. And watch him cause benefits to come your way. And if when you do it and he's telling you to do it, you can expect the good measure, the press, the shaker, and the running. He's a giver. And it's hard for some folks to receive. The latter part of John 10, 10. When it comes to how our God gives. And when it comes to him coming to give as a mission. It's his mission. I have come. That day. And you can make it personal if you believe the text. That they are you. May have life. But then he dropped it. And that. More. Abundantly. He expects for his children to have abundant life. Well, it ain't for everybody. See, that, that's what the thief wants you to think. It ain't for you. 
Jesus dropped something on his, his disciples one day in reference to this that, that, that I don't think folks have, have paid much attention to it. Uh, but he said to his disciples one day, he, he said, you going to have the poor with you always. Now, no, he said they're going to have the poor with them. How? Always. Why not them, Lord? Because I came that they might have life and that more abundantly. Can, can I drop some stuff on you? A degree won't guarantee you abundant life. What I have ain't cost my degrees. They're in a box. Thank God for them. I mean, I went to school and all that, but I ain't used it, not none of them. What I have is because of him. Paul said in Philippians uh, 3 and 4, as he was given part of his testimony, he said, everything that I have gained, I count loss. Why? For him. See, even, even if what you do requires a degree, because some jobs do, you have to look at what's happening to you as bigger than your degree. Why? Because if, if you look at it, there are certain folk that have that same degree, but they're not, they, they are not where you are. And then there are certain folks that have more degrees than you, more educated than you. And they are not where you are. It's some folks with lesser degrees that are over folks with more degrees. See, you got, you got to have in, in, embedded in you the earth is the Lord's and his fullness. And you got to have in you, yeah, everybody can be blessed, including sinners, but, but they can't have the blessing of the Lord. It's specifically for his children. And the blessing of the Lord makes one some of y'all scared to say it over here. Y'all scared that y'all was scared to say it with me. No, ain't it any y'all trying to get right? Y'all just like I don't believe y'all scared to say it over here. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. Woo! The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Productive in every aspect of your life. And get this. And he adds. No sorrow. Now notice what he said. He adds. But sometimes we'll add a little sorrow with it, won't we? But he doesn't. In other words, he'll bless you to the point to where you'll always be happy. Get this. Even when you go through trouble. You notice in scripture when Jesus got to going through trouble, he never became unhappy. Trouble is part of life. Hey, life. You're going to have mess ups. You're going to have trouble. It's a part of life. But our God is a giver. I said 30 seconds, but I've been drilling it. Even more so. He came that we might have and that more abundance. More abundantly just simply means overflowing. Overflowing life. More than enough. More than enough. See, we, we ought to be Christians. And, and see, we have to have more than enough blessings. Because if our father... Or our God 
blesses. He expects us to be a blessing. And if we're going to be a blessing the way our Father blesses, we have to have overflowing blessings. We have to have blessings that don't just come from the north, south, east, and west, but from seven ways. Miraculous blessings. All of a sudden, God, God is blessing you with, with more than enough, and then he puts in your ear, give this right here to such and such. But, Lord, that still got the tag on. I know when you bought it, I, wa- I, I, I wanted you to buy it for him. You ever bought something and the tag still on it, and, and now all of a sudden you don't have no interest in it? You bought it for somebody else. I bought a car for somebody else. I said, Man, that's a good deal on that car. Yeah, uh, you need to give it to such and such. I have bought things that, that I liked them at that moment, but then when I got home, I said, you know what? I don't think I should have bought it. Why bought it? Don't take it back. It's for somebody else. And see, sometimes we, we get selfish and don't, don't want to give away that. They still got that tag. <laughs> let me wear it one time and then I give it away. Or maybe let me wear it for two weeks and then, no. Don't mess up that person's stuff. It's in my closet. Yeah, it's in your closet, but. Y'all act like I'm just talking. I'm serious. God, I have, have stuff for you. There was a man that told uh, Brian, he's look, you tell your pastor, I got a house for him. I can't get a house to nobody else but him. Hey, Brian, he said that. Yeah, he said that, Pastor. He wants you to come. Y'all know how Brian is. He wants you to come, Pastor. He got that house for you. I said, well, I'm going by there today. And that house was for me. You ought to give God the praise. <laughs> God will bless you to be a blessing. And then when you obey him, he'll turn around and bless you with more. But you can't be looking at him as if he's not a giver. I have come that you may have life and that more abundantly. And when you do right, you hold it on, he won't withhold nothing from you. I got to show you that. Uh, go with me to uh, Psalm 84. 84 and 11. I think it is. Psalm 84. Y'all, y'all stay with me. I'm, I'm going to be done in a minute. I know y'all got to go and uh, eat your chitlins and everything else. I, I, I mean, just, just bear with me now. Call somebody else. They didn't tell me. Hey, yeah. And I said, what y'all going to be eating? That way? Uh, my wife and I cooking some chitlins and some greens. And some, and some pig feet. <laughs> oh, see, some of y'all, you ain't saying nothing because that's probably what you got um, at the house. Notice Psalm 84 and 11. For the Lord God is a son and the Lord will give grace and won't he do it? No good thing. Will he withhold? Notice from who? From those who walk upright. Or could we say from faith walkers? When you walk uprightly, are you a faith walker? Yeah, when you walk uprightly, you're walking justly. And the just shall live by no good thing will he withhold from faith walkers. Say to your neighbor, I'm expecting some stuff. Even though trouble is is at hand. I'm I'm looking for some stuff. Expecting the good measure. Expecting the press down. Expecting the shaking together. Expecting. I thought y'all were going to get with me over here. There's something going on over here. 
Let me go back over to my favorite corner of the day. When he bless you, he'll bless you good. Press. Shake it. And run it. He done bless you with that truck, but now he he, he gonna cause some overflow to come come forth, Elder Florence, because he wants you to accessorize your truck. That's right, Brother Jones. He wants you to accessorize your truck. Want you to put on your truck. What you desire. Digging Oak got one of them trucks. I, I ain't got this on my truck. Digging Oak got one of them trucks. You, you open up the door, the step just pull right out. You ever seen him out there? Open up the door. Like he's just waiting for the step. <laughs> I need one of them accessories. But he'll do it. No good. Get this. Think. Something you can touch. Say your neighbor, God is not against tangible things. Something you can touch. And, and you know what, what, what I love about this verse right here? He, he didn't say, if you make $30 an hour. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk up. If I'm going to get a truck like that, I got to make it leave 45. And I, well, that means you expected uh, to get the blessing from your job then. Well, your job may bless you to get a raise. But I'm expecting God to do it. And it'll be all right with me if he do it and I ain't got to make but four or five payments. But if I got to make all of them, that, that don't matter either. As long as I know he's leading me to do it. No good thing will he withhold. From who? Those who walk upright. Or faith walkers. Ask somebody real quick before I move on. Are you a faith walker? Say to him or her boldly, that means God will bless you. With good stuff. Cause no good thing. Y'all got to keep preaching with me. Cause no good thing. Will he withhold. From those who walk up. Right. And, and so notice again. He came that we might have. Life. And that what? Let's look at an example. If, if that scripture be true. Let's get a reference. If we're going to see some more abundant blessings. Let's see. Let's go to. Um, let's go to the book of Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke. I think where we going. Lord have mercy. You have to know how to wash them chitlins. And put stuff in them. So they won't <laughs> smell. You know it. Yeah, you got, you got no idea with them children. Don't be acting like you ain't thinking a little bit about them children anyway. But anyway, Luke, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We were on a pause till we got to the verse. I just figured I could say something about it. But notice Luke 5 and we'll start at verse 4. Now, Jesus done been preaching, but then he stops speaking. I'm in Luke 5 and 4. It says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled, get this, all night. And caught, help me, these are professional fishermen. We done taught, we done, we done cast all night, or toil all night, and we ain't caught nothing. But then I love what Peter says. Nevertheless, it's your word. 
See, you may be thinking one thing, but, but you should always put God's word first, just like Peter did in the text. I know, I know it ain't work with us, but it's your word. I'll do what you're telling me. At your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Sound like overflow to me. And their net was breaking. Peter just got abundant life. He ain't even in the church good and he getting abundant life. This is when he first got, got, was getting ready to get in the church right here. And he already getting abundant life. See, y'all got to see this. He, he, was t he toiled all night because he needed some money. He, you don't stay out there all night, you know, professional fishermen, because you got a pocket full of money. If he had a pocket full of money, he'd be, hey, look, we ain't catching nothing. We done been out here two and a half hours. Look, we, we might come back tomorrow, or we might not. But let's go home now, because I'm ready to eat. Why he tall off? That man needed some money. He needed something. He needed something. Because if, if this would have been some of us, we would have we left after two hours. Matter of fact, we, man, this dog got, <laughs> dog got here, man. We, we, we got to go. He went out and just threw his net. And based upon the text, within within less than five minutes, maybe a little more, he didn't just catch a few fish. His net started to break to where God showed him clearly that he came to be a blessing, but then once he blessed him, he needed to be a blessing to somebody even in this, he was teaching Peter a lesson that Peter would, would uh, learn, and we need to learn from him. Let's finish it. Let's finish it now. Verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to help me sink. God is no respecter of person. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same. Say your neighbor, he came to give you abundant life. I have come that you may have life and that more abundantly. But now it, it's something that, that we that we sometimes forget when it comes to Jesus as a giver. When he gives you something you have to possess it. Let me show you scripture. Because y'all got quiet. Let's go to, uh, I think I want to go to the book of Leviticus. You know Leviticus is in the Old Testament. It's what? What book is it? Third book. All right, so when you see Genesis, go two, two books over. The book of Leviticus. And uh, let's consider a verse in chapter 20. Leviticus 20. Jesus came in the volume of the book. So when it comes to Jesus being the word of God, you see him in the old and the new what? Testament. That's good. 
But I want you to notice Leviticus 20, and I'm closing with this, and 24. Ready? But I have said to you, you shall inherit their land. Why are you going to give them somebody else's land? Because the wealth of the unjust is laid up for who? That's the reason. But I have said to you, you shall inherit their land. And I will give it to you. Help me with the next two words. I will what? Why are you going to give it? Because he's a. But you're going to have to. You're going to have to possess. Don't, don't think you just going. God done gave it to you. Because it's his. The give. The earth is. And is. But you got to possess it. You got to first of all get it in your mind that God said this is mine. And you got to know for surety that God has told you that. And then you got to take possession of it. You got to seize it. You got to own it. You got to act like it's yours before you get it. He done already gave it to you so it's yours before you go seize it. To possess, again, means to seize, to take ownership. You got to take it. You got to take ownership of it. You speak to a millionaire when you can't even pay that 200 something dollars a month for your mortgage. But you're going to have to walk in that. You're going to have to possess it. God, lay out the plan of what he wants you to possess. Look, I want you to possess this right here first. And that's going to give you some money, but that ain't going to be no million. Then I want you to possess this right here. Now you got to possess that too. Possess that right there. It'll be in stages. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man or what? By who? Him. He orders them. And so you just start possessing what God tells you to possess. And sometimes he'll tell you to possess something you ain't got a dime in your pocket. One reason Abraham is called the father of faith is because Abraham would show up at a place he had never been before and God would tell him, "Is somebody in this city that's going to take care of you, but you got to go and find the person. Like hide and seek. Y'all remember hide and seek? And so, and so he would step out on God's word. And as he went looking, all of a sudden, God would make sure he made certain connections. To finally, he recognized, this is who God has ordained to take care of me. And he didn't just do it with Abraham. He did it with Elijah. When, when he told him, look, I, I want you to get your stuff. I'm sending you to Zarephath. And I have a... Uh, Dang, far, get this, a widow. Now what God didn't tell him, a broke widow. Why? Because, see, when a person is broke, or when a person doesn't have much money, the, the primary way you go up is when you sow in to somebody that's higher. And when you see what she did, she sold into a profit. And guess what she received? A profit reward. What is a profit's reward based upon that text? A blessing that never ends. She just keep receiving the same blessing over and over. And he told her that's the type of blessing it was going to be. He said, look, that meal bearer, say it's not going to cease. And, and that all is not going to cease either. You're going to get a continual blessing. i never forget when God told me, you'll never be broke again. 
But this is the thing. He told me when he said, I'm going to raise you up and you'll never be. I was broke before that came into full fruition. But when it, but when it came, started coming into fruition, which was over 30-something years ago, I hadn't been broke. I hadn't been broke. How many see what I'm saying is lining up with the text, even though I'm using myself? And some of you, if you were up here right now, you'd be, man, I don't even know the last time I've been broke. You know, I, I, I just don't know the last time I've been broke. How many of you got that testimony? That's how God raised you up. How many of you used to bounce checks all the time? Some of y'all probably bouncing checks right now, but I'm just talking about somebody who used to bounce checks. Now, when I used to bounce checks, when I used to bounce checks because I didn't have money, it, they charged me $10. And man, I was $10. <laughs> they tell me now is $30 and some place is $40. I wouldn't even have a checking account now if it were like that. I'd be the money or the king. $40, that, that's, that's a good bit of money. And, and you wrote a check and it was, you was a dollar short. You were trying to figure, do I have that dollar? I believe I got extra dollars. I'm going to go ahead and write it. But it didn't. But I'm going to tell you something. When you obey God, them days will be over. It's a process. But those days will be over. But you have to obey him. Notice what he said again. I'm, I'm giving you the land to what? God changes Malachi 3 and what? 6. Malachi 3 and 6. God changes not. When God tells you to take a step, that's exactly what you do. And sometimes God will tell you, you to take a step. You have an understanding, but he, he's not going to give you a full understanding. Or a full picture of it. Why? For we walk by faith. Not by sight. And so he told Israel that, look, I've given you the land to possess it. And the ones that he initially told it, the majority, they never walked in it. They never walked in it. And the reason they never walked in it is because of their Fleshly mentality and their eyes. Fleshly mentality and their eyes. You got to believe, you got to believe in your heart that it's so. And then you just got to walk in. Don't, don't try to walk fast. Just try to walk at God. Just walk at God's pace. Whatever he tell you to do, that's what you do. And you may think, well, I just don't see how, it, you don't see things that, that, that beyond you. They, they are beyond you. Don't even try to see certain things because they, they are beyond you. You look in scripture, there are certain things that God would tell you to do. You'd be like, why would, just like what I just talked to you about, why in the world would he send his prophet in a famine to a woman that was broke and didn't have but. Well, it, it wasn't that big. Let me just put it like that. A handful. A handful of meal. A flour. And a little, get this, cruise of oil. Something real small, but God can take something little. Your little check. And cause some great things to happen. Well, I don't make but a hundred dollars of that. I ain't gonna miss that ten dollar tide. Look, God, God primarily tells you to tithe for you. You read Malachi three, 
six and following. When he talks about that, he changed not, and then he goes on to say, bring the tithe. You look at it, he, he tell you primarily the benefits of tithing and giving offerings is for you. He already owned everything. The benefit is for you. I don't even know why folk argue over, over doing that because it, it's a blessing, point blank. That's just like saying, I'm a, I want y'all to stop doing something to get blessed from God. That's crazy. And, and if you do tithe right, how many know you'll, you'll reap? You'll see Malachi, you'll see Malachi in your living room, kitchen, bedroom, under your carport, in the driveway, different locations around, different cities, counties. You go and just see. That cause I tired right there. That cause I tired right there. That, yeah, I got that one right there. That yeah, I tired. Why? Because he came that you might have, and that. And I'm gonna stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.